handle the truth. Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Thursday Night Get Right. This is Thomas Freeme, my co-host Demetrius Knucklesheel, who is absent tonight for the time being. I haven't heard from my partner since early this afternoon, so I don't know what's going on with him. But as always, eight o'clock sharp, here I go, and we are going to have a great discussion tonight, a very important discussion. But before we get started on that, let me give my blessings. I pray that everybody is safe and comfortable in their environments, that um, that we're just getting through these weeks the, the best way that we can. Uh, we're doing it each day, trying to better ourselves, be our best selves in the environments. We're handling our emotions. We're trying to stay within and that, you know, we just um, we, we're constantly uh, just remaining humble and and looking for knowledge. So many blessings on all of that. Now, man, let me tell you something. I was watching the uh, TikTok. I, I was li- watching live the live TikTok thing, and um, with the CEO, and it uh, it frustrated me, man. It really frustrated me watching this stuff with these individuals because it's the same old dog and pony show, as we like to call it, up the road, right? It's the same dog and pony show, the uh, in-your-face, telling telling us what we want to hear, showing us what we want to see. However, behind closed doors, it's a whole different story. So uh, a lot of a lot of that is what's going to be discussed tonight. Uh, but also, more importantly, is, man, two days. Two days, people. We have a raffle going. Um, is that the 25th? March 25th, 8.30. I'm going to have a Saturday night show. I haven't had a Saturday night show in a couple weeks, but I will have one this coming Saturday night at 8 p.m. Um, I may live stream a little earlier. I did want to put together some sort of little telethon or whatever. But um, it just didn't work out quite the way that I wanted it to. But yeah, Saturday night is the drawing for the raffle. Free tickets. It's free to sign. You know, free to play. Free, 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 free tickets. Free $50 gift card. So we have a, either Publix or Sprouts. We have the Tampa Bay Rays tickets. And if we can get up to $200 in donations, I will also throw in a a free PS5 game, which can be PS4 as well. PS4, PS5 game, Horizon Forbidden West. So if we get up to $200 in donations, by that time, I will throw that in on on the raffle drawing as well. That's Saturday night, 830 You can sign up for that by visiting www.cominghomecoalition.com. Joint looking at the uh, project Start Fresh, reading about Eddie Deloy's story, and signing up there. Uh, many shouts out to 88.5 WMNF that will start live streaming our show, uh, Demetrius and I. And uh, yeah, so social media, social media, the TikTok ban, um, Congress, the, the, the TikTok CEO the frustration so being incarcerated i got incarcerated in in 2005 and before i got incarcerated i was pretty big in into the computers as well i actually built me a tower from scratch built my own tower went down to a computer shop bought my own hardware um picked out my own processor built my computer from scratch just me and uh, really specifically just to burn my own CDs at that time. You know, I was into the dealing drugs. I love my music. I love my bass. Um, I love riding around in my cars and, and, and whatnot. And I love having my own music. So I had a CD burner <clears throat> and uh, Napster. Napster was my thing. You know, I would be on Napster, man, just downloading, downloading, downloading. And this is kind of... Uh, what started the whole licensing online and such. 
right? Because at that time there was no online licensing, right? This this internet thing was a new thing. We were on dial up, and I would just have this stuff downloading for days on Napster, just constantly downloading, downloading, and that was kind of really my brush with the internet. Amazon was just coming out. I just I had no idea what Amazon was. I just heard that it was this. You could buy books, college books. It was for college kids. You could buy books cheaper. They were used books, such, but they were still like brand new books. People use them for one semester and then do whatever they did with them. And Amazon would sell them to the students at a cheaper rate. This was just coming out. But other than that, there were no online stores. There weren't. There was none of that. You would just go online. And you really had nothing to do. But I would just go on and, and download music. You know, that was that was the thing for me. And it was shortly after that that um that I got incarcerated. So I had no experience with MySpace, none of that. Matter of fact, right before I got incarcerated, the the brand new phone that I got was the LG. It's an LG flip phone. It was a small phone, because remember back back then they were trying to make phones as small as they possibly could. So this was just a little LG flip phone and it had the number on the front of the phone. So, and for me, that was a big deal because I hated having to pull my phone out, open it up. Cause when you open it, it answers it a lot of the times, depending on what phone that you had, but it was just a, a whole thing. So with it being on the front, it was just more convenient. Anyways, that was it, man. You know, and you could take a black and white picture and you could email it. And that was like the thing, man. You could take a picture with your phone. Like, what? And email it? Okay. The world's the world's moving ahead. We we chugging on a chugging on ahead. You couldn't even record at that time. You couldn't even record with your phone. And you still had a text using the numbers. You know what I mean? So there was none of that. Had no idea about none of that. Blockbuster was the thing. You wanted to watch a movie? Man, we got to go to Blockbuster. Let's go to Blockbuster and see what they got in there. That was the thing. And then I went to prison. <laughs> and boy, did the world change. Did the world change just that fast. I didn't really hear about MySpace. But what I did hear about was Facebook. And I knew Facebook was going to take over the world. I knew it at that time. And I was uh, I was actually studying stocks at that time. I'll never forget. I was at Mariana and I was actually studying stocks and we were waiting on to see Facebook hit the, the market, you know, get on on the exchange, what it was going to open for and all of that stuff. And it opened, I think, at 40, 40 dollars or something like that. And then it ended up dropping down to like 17 dollars. Man, listen, I was calling my parents. Right. They're watching this here. I was calling my parents. I was calling everybody that I possibly could to tell them. Right. To tell these people, man, get what you can sell your house, get everything that you can get them stocks. Hold on to them. This is going to change the world, because as these these younger people were coming into the system and they're explaining these things to me. Right. About you could live stream and you could take it's like so it's a platform that you can get on here and communicate and share photos. I'm like, man, this is going to take over the world, you know, and it and it did. But with that. Came. The criminal side of it, the dark side of social media, because as always, us criminals is always looking to utilize things to our advantage. That's what we do. We're criminals. Right. We always trying to trying to get away with something. So. As this started going on, we're sitting in prison, man, we're, we're just sitting. Sitting on the front, playing dominoes, playing spades, whatever. We see a bus coming in and we'll just see young kids coming in off the bus in the federal system. This is when we kind of started to see the federal system change from elite status to just anybody now. Anybody can catch a federal charge, you know. You, you don't have to be no top-notch elite person no more to go to federal prison. So we would just watch these uh these 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 kids coming in and off this bus, man, and they would be telling us about 
social media. Social media. And, of course, as always, when anybody hits the compound, man, what are you in prison for? What's going on with your charges? Oh, man, you know, I, I, uh, gun charges, you know what I mean? Possession, all kinds of stuff they were coming in. These kids were coming in with 20, 30 years they're slapping these, these kids with. And, and we're talking to them. And what it was was that these kids were going on Facebook, Facebook Live, showing off their guns, all of this stuff, right? And, and it was cool. They were showing off their clicks. They were showing off their gangs. It came into a competition as to who had the biggest guns. And they're doing Facebook Lives, not understanding this whole process, not understanding what Google is, not understanding what Facebook is. Nobody understood what it was. We just all thought it was this free platform. Man, that's great. Damn it, that's great. Life is great, man. It's great to be in America. Boy, we got this Facebook free just go on here and do whatever we want for free. Everything's free. Hmm. Now we're finding out it wasn't so free, right? Now we're, we're understanding that Facebook, Google, things of that nature wasn't so free. Because what happened? We start seeing our, our names, our numbers, our addresses, our information is, is marketed. It's now starting to be sold. The more that we start seeing these online entities creeping into our lives, the more that we start getting harassed by marketers, phone calls, junk, junk mail, your mailbox loaded with all kinds of stuff because we didn't understand. Meanwhile, and this is why I really wanted Demetrius on this on this conversation, man, because he was incarcerated through this whole time as well, so it would have been a great perspective from him. But meanwhile, we're sitting inside and we're just watching this stuff. I talk a lot about this and I use the analogy about the frog in hot water, right? And for those that don't know, a frog, if you put him, if you take a frog and you just throw him in some boiling hot water, that frog is going to jump his ass right back out of that hot water. Naturally, right? We all would. But if you take that frog and you put him in some cold water and then slowly bring it to a boil, the frog will never know. He has no temperature sensories inside of him that gauges hot or cold, right? He just, it's just severe. Anything that I guess maybe that shocking pain, I don't know. We'd have to ask Mr. Peanut or a frog. Peanut's not a frog. Peanut's a peanut. It's not a frog. I don't know why Mr. Peanut would know. But we'd have to ask frog or maybe. I don't know. One of these frogs. But the point is, I will go down a rabbit hole. The point is, is that a frog will boil to death. A frog will absolutely boil to death if it's brought to a slow boil. So this is what the general public was out there doing, was coming to a slow boil. They were in the water, right? And had no idea that this water was slowly beginning to boil. We're inside and we're watching this stuff boil. We're watching people coming inside from doing these things on Facebook. And we're just starting to correlate the connection as like, man, Facebook's got to be working with the feds. Right? This Zuckerberg dude's got to be a CIA or a federal plan or something of that nature. And that Facebook may have been some CIA design. Zuckerberg is at the head of the, the hill. The fall guy, you know, the bowl cut guy. But this is what the government has done. We saw, we were, I mean, we're seeing this with the FTT token and, and Sam Bankman freed him being the fall guy. But out of all of it, the Democratic Party got over $40 million cash from this guy. We don't talk about that, though. We only talk about Sam Bankman. So. Watching social media come into what it what is, has came into and understanding how Google works, how Facebook works, how these free platforms work and why they're free. We're learning this stuff without having our fingerprint nowhere near it. And you guys are just 
full steam ahead, full blast, putting photos of your families on there, all kinds of stuff without even truly knowing the entity of what it is that you're doing. Even today, even today, I have to explain to people that when you put just because you have Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp and all these other, which I'll, I'll get into here in a minute. But when you just because you have these and they quote unquote call themselves private messaging, it's not private. It may be private for you and the individual from anybody else to see, but that stuff is still on their server. And when you look at those rights that you give away to join this, that is part of Facebook. And, and you are utilizing their server. It's still a third party and they have the right to go through your stuff. You're, you gave them that permission. You, you're putting your stuff on their platform. So we didn't understand these things. And, and, and the atrocity of that is not only did we understand it, we were ignorant to it. That's not our fault. That's not our fault because an entity was released upon us without any kind of guidance, education, or structure as to what this could potentially turn into. It was just a free-for-all. Here you go. You guys figure it out, and then we'll write laws around it and start locking people up behind it, and, and we'll just figure it out from there. We'll just see what you guys do with it. And it just progressed through time. In that fashion, and then we just started seeing uh, uh, these 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 internet laws, you know, start to come into fruition. You know, start to come into fruition, and then we started seeing a mass influx of child molesters. Right, started seeing a, a mass influx of child molesters, and the purpose for that is because they created a program for these child molesters. A, a, a rehabilitative program, right? And they were getting a lot of money, a lot of funding per inmate to go through this program. So much funding as such that they would come in and completely reorganize a lot of the whole compounds, right? Reorganize a lot of the whole compounds for this sex offender class. I was caught in the middle of some of that because the compound that I was on was being trans transformed into one of these sexual predator programs. And I, I wanted the hell out of there. Didn't want to be part of it, especially when I found out that if anybody was to search your name to find out, like, say, if somebody was to search my name, look me up, oh, let me go see where this dude was at. And they look me up. It's going to come up that I'm at a sexual predator camp. And when I found that out, mm -mm, no, 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 no. Get me out of here off this compound now. Either you guys send me or I'll send myself, but I'm not going to be on this compound no more. And that was, of course, the start of World War III of me. But that's a different story for a different day. But getting into that, I started to understand that these entities are recording all of our information, they're recording all of our information, they're storing it, and they're working with the federal government in that, in that premise. Now, moving forward to TikTok. Today I sat here and I watched a good four hours of the, of the hearing in the House to ban TikTok because this is the biggest thing now, right? Banning TikTok. They want to ban TikTok. And uh, surprisingly, there are 150 million TikTok subscribers. Now, I'm sure a lot of those are probably duplicates or whatnot. We don't know. They didn't talk about that. But 150 million subscribers is a large number. And it, let's just say 50 million of those are fake accounts. You have 100 million subscribers. That's, that's almost a, a quarter. It's almost a quarter. What, a third? That's almost a third of our population is on TikTok. And, and I know that scares the government. Because one thing I know that government is more scared of than anything is unity of the people. That goes way back to Sun Tzu, right? Divide and conquer. So the government has done such a wonderful, magnis magnificent job of separating this 
country. It does not want to squander that. Does not want to squander. Does not want to take a step back because it's it's been bulldozing forward, and it's it's done a pretty damn good job at at separating this this nation. So with TikTok, from my understanding, the government does not have access to that database. Now, the one thing that does worry me about TikTok, and, and I do keep mindful of this in every post that I make on TikTok, is that TikTok appears to be owned by a company known as ByteDance. And ByteDance is a company that is owned and ran by the CCP, the Communist Chinese Party. So that is a lot of what today's discussion was around was how do we know that the Chinese Communist Party is not divulging themselves in our secrets through these 150 million TikTok subscribers? How do we know that? And that's a good question. That's a damn good question. And that's one that, again, I'm mindful of in every one of my posts. And I'm mindful of that on any platform that I put my personal stuff on, right? Is how susceptible am I making myself to livelihood? And then I ponder upon it for a little while, you know? And that's what I do. I think. I'm a thinker. I watch no TV. I sit in silence. Sometimes I'll sit in a chair for three friggin' hours staring at a tree. That's what I do. For some reason, it drives people crazy. However, I think, right? And I say to myself, well, okay, so China can get my, my information, but what, what are they going to get? And if the Chinese government really wanted my information, I don't think they're going to get it from me off TikTok. I honestly don't. I honestly, honestly don't think that the Chinese is going to get any kind of information other than how fucked up America really is, right? They may get some laughs because this this shit is pretty comical. And I don't mean to swear, you know, I don't mean to swear, but it is just that is how upset I am with America, how frustrated I am with Americans and how upset with with America I am. That I have to swear at these people, man. Because at the end of the day, we do this to ourselves. But I don't think that the Chinese mafia, the Communist Party, the CCP, is obtaining information about us through TikTok. You know what I mean? I mean, they flew a, they flew a balloon across America for five days. Multiple balloons. They have... Chinese nationalists building police stations in, in our in our in our country. I mean, I haven't seen them for myself. This is what they say. You know, this is what they're coming out and saying. Chinese nationalists are coming across the border. But we're worried about TikTok. So they, this stuff don't add up to me. It just it's not logical. And I and I ponder upon it. And when I sit here and I listen to these officials speak, it, 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 oh, God, does it irk me? Because these people do nothing but what is called vomiting of the mouth. That's all it is. Vomiting of the mouth. These representatives sat up there and badgered the CEO as, as if he is the catalyst for every problem in America right now. That is how these officials were going, were coming at this man, right? Uh, do I want to bring race into it? I don't know, but I know that they didn't they didn't drill Zuckerberg in that fashion. They actually had interest in what Zuckerberg had to say. This man, they were just throwing inflammatory uh, uh, remarks out there, right? And wouldn't even allow the man to reply to them. Some of these questions I wanted him to answer, but I couldn't because you got some fat mouth up here that wanted just to keep over talking this guy. And and I think a lot of that is a ploy as well because they don't want him to say too much. Again, it's a show. They don't want him to talk too much. They don't want him to, to tell too much. But one thing that I do know is they want to know their analytics and they want to know their 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 user information. 
this scares the government because a hundred, you got a hundred, let's just call it a hundred million. You got a hundred million Americans that are allowed to communicate with one another and they cannot do anything about it. Now, how do I tie that into the Facebook and all of this stuff? Well, we saw the same things with Facebook and Instagram and all of these things. We had our communities being tore up. They knew that they had an issue, that this these platforms were being used for gang activity, for drug activity, showing off weapons, all of this stuff. There was never no talk of no ban. I never heard of Facebook being banned. You crazy? Never heard of that. So why TikTok? The only thing that makes sense to me, the only common denominator that TikTok has that the others don't have is that the U.S. government does not have access to our information. And what does that mean? They don't have they don't have access to our information. What does that mean? Okay, so now, like on Facebook Live, when you got the rat-a-tat-tat dudes up here, bop, 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 the feds can go get them. They can call Facebook. Zuckerberg, where's this dude at? We need him. Zuckerberg, let's tell you, man, they're right here. Go get him. Bold cut looking ass. And then you're going to have the feds go there, arrest him, and take these people to prison and give them time and generate wealth off these people. TikTok, they can't do that. So now when they see these individuals on TikTok, they just have to see them. Who is this guy? We don't know. Can't track him. Or when they, these pretty police get on there with their with their millions of viewers and they got all these people streaming and all this. And I'm sure you have some some threats. I'm sure officers are getting threats. They can't track them. Who, who is this? Where's it coming from? Mm-hmm. And, and that worries the government. Of course it does. So this is now why we banned TikTok. A lot of this is very reminiscent to me of the whole ordeal for those who remember or who was involved in it was the censorship battle back in the 80s, the late 80s with Two Live Crew. Right. And they were trying to remember Two Live Crew came out with that album banned in the USA because they were trying to ban Two Live Crew. The censorship of it. So what irks me the most is that you have these government officials, man, and they got teachers up there and they're nice looking and they got their silk stuff on and they're up here and they're mean looking and they're, why did you do this? You make all this money and our children are affected. Our children are committing suicide and there's drug use on here and there's this and you should be ashamed of yourself. TikTok needs to do better. These people don't care about that stuff, man, and we know it. We as Americans know this. If you cared about that stuff, then why are we sending $100 trillion to Ukraine? Ukraine's over there building cities of gold. Hmm? If you care about it so much, Congress, so stop stop with the foolishness, man, because I've been, I've been there. I've sat there with my own eyes and watched you, Congress, sit here and tell as the director of the, the Bureau of Prisons sat here saying how we were not being housed in three-man bunks, three men to a cell. So it was, it was not happening. It was eradicated through the system. And then we'd be told to go lock up and we'd have to go three-man in a cell. We sit here and we watch Congress talk all this pretty stuff. But in the end... They don't ever they don't ever keep it real. It has nothing to do about security. These people don't care about us. It's evident that they don't care about us. What is evident is security, right? Security, government control, government control and money. That is what the government has made itself to show where its importance lies. True enough, we see a lot of stuff on TikTok, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I, I've been on all these social media apps, and I go through them all. I have an account on them all. I'm a social media guy. I got to go on. I got to share my stuff. Got to get the word out about Thomas Freeby. So I go on all these, and I utilize them, and there is none that has turned me off more 
Aside for Instagram, I hate using Instagram. But Instagram, I haven't, I really honestly haven't ran across. I think Instagram is probably, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but I think Instagram is probably the most family friendly from what I've seen. But going back to what I was saying, Snapchat. Snapchat to me is 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 like freak Nick. As soon as I signed on the Snapchat, I'm scared to even open my Snapchat anymore, man. I got all kinds of bells at the top of my thing all day, and I've and I've opened it a couple of times. And no matter how many times you block them, it's I'm I'm just downloaded with naked women, just these women. Visit my my fans only, only fans, whatever it is. Visit this page. Come to this page. It's just naked women. As soon as I created a profile on Snapchat, I've never heard of Snapchat being banned. I've never heard of nothing like that. You can actually take a picture on Snapchat and it deletes like 10 seconds later. There's no ban for that. Why TikTok? So because life moves so fast, we don't have time to really sit down and and have these questions, right? We, we, we really don't have time to sit down and ponder these things and, and, and really understand the depth of what it is that's going on. It's just that we sit down, we know that it's happening, we sit down, we watch it, we watch these people up here in their suits talking all this stuff, looking mad, getting red. I mean, these people getting red in the face. I thought a couple of them was going to have a heart attack. I, I, man, I did, man. I'm like, man, you need to calm down. Like, do they have medical on staff for these people? And it's it's and it's the whole thing is a farce. It's a farce. It's to dupe the public. It's to hoodwink us, to bamboozle us, to keep us thinking that they're 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 up there representing us. That we the people have are, are their best interest. But when it comes down to the to holding them accountable. For their own words. Man, I would have loved to have been in that room. Hold on, man. Whoa, whoa, hey, hold. Hold on. What, what you just said to him, I'm going to say it right back to you. And you answer what you just asked him. And start putting that on, on 120 of them people in there. But that'll never happen because they'll shut it down. Then people usher me out of there so quick, even though it's the people's house. And I got freedom of speech. I can't walk into the people's house. And speak freely. So what does all this mean for us? What does all this mean for us? What happens if they ban TikTok? What does that mean? What do we do? Just continue working. Work, 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 work. Gotta, gotta pay bills. It was fun while it lasted, guys. But government took it away. All shucks. Shitty old government. Always taking away stuff that we like to do. What are we going to do, America? We're going to continue to fight against one another. We're going to continue to kill one another and argue with one another. We're going to continue to bash one another and put down one another. Calling people names. Y'all, you Democrat. Democrats are stupid people. Liberals are stupid people. Conservatives are racist people. White supremacists. I mean... When are we going to stop? When are we going to stop looking at each other and trying to put each other into a class and start looking at each other just as human beings? This is a human being, first and foremost. Nothing else. He's nothing else. It's a human being. Let me make that determination from this point as to if this is a human being that can better my life in any kind of way. Because ultimately, that's what it's about. We create relationships off that. If I can enhance your life in any kind of way and you can enhance my life in any kind of way, man, we could be best friends forever as long as that enhancement continues. But if you're not enhancing my life in any kind of way, then I have to evaluate this relationship. And a lot of us don't do that because it's work, 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 work. We don't have time to sit here and analyze this stuff that is going on. This is where the prisoner really comes into play. And this is why it's so important to, to listen to these individuals like Demetrius and I and, and so many others 
that are coming home and now finding the courage to let their voice be heard because now they kind of see that society is, is starting to accept a little bit of what they say. Just like the individual that I had on my show a couple weeks ago, Cliff, and I have to get this show out on my Spotify as well, but uh, Operation Stolen Base, the baseball player, and how important he is in this fight because he is a national figure. His name is a national name. His case was a national case. And it's very important for this individual to get out and speak on what happened with his case. What happened, the, just the corruption throughout with the, with the prosecutor all the way down. These individuals are very, very important in the scheme, in the scheme of things because they bring attention. Cliff has 50-some thousand followers already. Probably more than that. I think he has like 45 just on TikTok, you know. And and I love to see that. I love to see these guys get out and do that because that is the notoriety and the publicity that we need. And this is why I try to connect with a lot of them. I just connected with another guy, um, a big guy, got a hundred and some thousand followers on, on his uh, TikTok. But um, same thing. Same thing, Jimmy McGill. Maybe some of you guys have heard of this guy, Jimmy McGill. Connected with him. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can we can connect and maybe put together a show with that. But I love connecting with these guys. One because I want to understand what their thought process is and how they're relating that onto individuals that are coming home from prison. Because that's that's where my passion's at. I'm here to protect these individuals as much as I can because I understand that was me. Still is, you know, still dealing with a lot of effects, even seven years after. Right. And I probably will for the rest of my life, especially when it comes to forming relationships with people like this has traumatically affected me probably for the rest of my life. I do not trust anybody because I know people change. I know people are fake. I know that they're, they're loaded with insecurities and that they hide these things from you to try to get a relationship because this is, you know, nobody wants to die alone. So it, it, these are the issues. These are the issues that I face still. So it's, it's very important that these individuals get out and, and spread these messages and that they reach as many ears as, as, as they can and, and as they are. So I do reach out to them to make sure um, they're not a false prophet because we have more false prophets than anything, you know, and, and that is that irks the hell out of me as well as, as you have these individuals that get out of of incarceration, man, understanding. Or maybe they don't. Obviously, they don't. But they've they've seen it, you know, for a lot of us, we don't condone these type of types of channels that promote prison violence that promote uh, gang violence and, and all of this stuff just for this, for likes and subscribes. Because 99.9% .9 of these people that have these types of channels were nowhere near or involved in the process. They may have been affiliated with a group on the outside, but they, they weren't in that life. They weren't in that life. They're frauds. They're frauds. These are the type of individuals that would see something happen and then they would go to another institution and try to tell the story if it was them that was doing it. You know, because again, in prison, it's it's about survival. It's about being tough. So a lot of times in riots, you don't know who is doing what. You know, so you can claim a body if you wanted to, essentially, but it always come to light. The truth will always come to light. And you'll get to the right institution and you'll tell the, the story to the right person who was there or knew somebody that was there or particularly even maybe even took part in what story you're trying to claim. And that's when the whole house of cards falls down. So it's, it's imperative to, to, again, know where the truth is coming from. And TikTok, 
I think, does a lot of that. Like, I get a lot of my news of what's going on in America from the people at TikTok, you know? Of course, I gauge everything that I watch. Um, I question everything. That's kind of how I've trained myself anymore is to just to question everything and engage it for what it is. But these are videos that people are posting that they film in their backyards, that they see things going on. And we're getting instant access to this information, and the government has no control over that. They cannot market. They cannot censor what, what's being out there, and, and they have no control over it. This is why we don't see the things on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and that we see on TikTok. This is why they're trying to ban TikTok. And I just wish they would say that. You know? I, I wish they would just say that. Sick of the bullshit, man. Sick of the bullshit. And it's even more frustrating when you have individuals that have no idea what's going on. They're they're they have no clue, not a iota of a clue of what the hell is really going on. They only know what they've been taught. And these people will fight tooth and nail to protect their knowledge. Right? And this could be your family member. I mean, like, how many families got ripped apart? Over, over Trump. How many families stopped talking to each other still to this day because of, because of Donald Trump, because of another human being that, no, that neither one has ever met? They've just formed their own perceptions and opinions based upon their own experiences and they cut off their own family over it. This is what the people want. And hence, like I say, when I say them people, these people, them people, we're talking about government. We're talking about these representatives and these officials that we supposedly put there. That we supposedly put there. I don't trust the vote. I don't think the vote works. I think it's all a fraud. These same issues have been argued that we argue today have been argued all the way back to 1800. The election, the election with, with Andrew Jackson, I believe. Same thing, mail-in ballots. Same thing. Same thing that we're arguing today, 2023. People, do your research. Go back and look. It's all the same stuff. See, but we don't know that because it's not taught that. Our brains only know the last 40, 50, 60, 70 years, 20 years, whatever your brain is. That's, that's all that's recorded in that brain. So if they take history and they hide it and they alter it, that your human brain would never even conceive it, wouldn't even know that it existed. But the powers to be would. This is how things are built generationally. This is how things are built generationally. You know? And we always have to remember that going way back to, to the Crusades and, bef and beyond, ever since, since knowledge was, was actually being implemented down onto papyrus, onto, onto writings in any kind of way, they were trying to, to suppress that. They've always tried to suppress knowledge. They've always tried to suppress knowledge. And that doesn't stop today. Do you think because people say Google, just Google it, it's free, just Google it. What does what does that mean to you? Does that mean that whenever you Google something, that whatever that comes up is factual? Is that what that means? You've conceded to the fact that Google is now your brain, and how that that transcends into our children, I witness firsthand. I witness firsthand, and and I think because I witnessed this is why I was able to key in on a key factor that my daughter was missing when I came home. I came home, my daughter was 13 years old. She was slightly overweight, had no confidence about herself, had missed already like 40-something. They were in the, starting the last quarter of, of uh, school. She was in seventh grade. Um, she had missed already 40-some days of school and was failing most of her classes. Had no initiative whatsoever. And I came home and talked to the to school 
instantly got in with the the psychiatrist there at the school, explained to them the situation as to what this young girl had, had experienced through her life, um, promised them to pass my daughter and that she would be uh, a completely different person in the following year. And she was, you know, she was. But that transition happened in a Panera's bread, a Panera's whatever. And it was over lunch. And she was sitting there and she was explaining to me because um, my daughter, for, for she loved math. She loved math, right? And she's explaining to me this Pythagorean theorem. And I have no idea. I don't even know if I'm saying it right now. This Pythagorean, I have no idea what that is. She's like, so let me show you. So she's she's writing out this, this formula, these formulas, right? Pythagorean theorem. She's breaking it all down. When she comes to a certain point, right? And she picks up her phone and starts Googling. So I ask her, like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, well, there's this one part in the, in the theory that I don't know how to do. So I just Google it. And then it shows me how to do it. And then I know how to do the rest of it. I'm like, but what happens if you don't have Google? Well, dad, the Google always be here. I'll just, whatever. I'm like, no, Google won't always be here. You know, and you don't know, but like, so that moment, bam, hit me again, because I'm a thinker. And all of this stuff, I was already, I already knew about it. You know what I mean? I already knew about this stuff. So it hit me. Man, social media, especially these search engines, have ripped our critical thought process from under us. We have no critical thought process. So when we're looking at the atrocities of what's going on in our communities today and everything that's surrounding that, just take a look, take a step back and just look at the whole playing field as to what's going on. And what you'll see is a bunch of Americans running around in survival mode, reacting to their emotions and their situations. But there is no critical thought process. There's no critical thought process. The critical thought process now is Google. Google it. Google it is free. Man, how do you how do you do this? Man, I don't know. Google that. How do I fix this free? Man, I don't know. Google it. It's on YouTube. They got videos on there. How do I change the tire? I don't know. Google it. Look at YouTube. And true enough, it teaches us as it goes along and we get it done and it's a great tool. But what does it teach us? What are we truly teaching our brain? We're learning somebody else's technique. We're learning somebody else's thought process. We're learning how somebody else changed the tire without ever really trying to figure it out on our own. And maybe we may come up with a whole new process. But that will never come into existence because we're taking somebody else's process that's out there and just running with it because it got the job done. And I got to get my ass to work. The hell? Got a flat tire on I-4, man. I don't have time to sit here and think about how to change. I need it changed. I got to get to work. I've already been late twice this week. If I'm late one more time, these people going to fire me, man. And then when after work, shit, I don't have no time to watch no video or think or nothing like that. I got to go pick up kids. They got a guy. They got soccer. One's got soccer. One's got basketball. One's got football. Then I got to get them home, cook dinner, clean them up, get everybody down. My show comes on at nine o'clock. I go to bed. I got to get up and do it all over again. And we do that for 50 years. Minus the kids. But we replace them kids with something else because now when them kids are gone, we sit here and think, man, I, I got free time and I can watch two shows instead of one. And now what that has resulted in, especially on 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 the adult side of it, is, again, no critical thought process. So now our, our children are going haywire. We got 14 year old, 13 year old girls on here. Uh, doing yoga okay like i don't need to say no more about that and you have every pedophile in the world watching these 12 and 13 14 year old girls doing yoga right okay this is what we got but instead of the parents 
one self-reflecting and saying, why is my child doing yoga at 12 years old on TikTok? They want to blame TikTok. Why are you promoting this? Why is it that every channel I go to, you're, you're promoting these, these young girls doing this, this yoga stuff? Probably because people are watching this shit. Is my, it would be my guess. Just like every other corporation in America, in the world, if you show me something I'm interested in, right, you're going to make it and, and sell it to me. In that marketing, that's what I'm trying to do. So it, it comes, everything, man, listen, everything comes back down to self. I don't care what anybody's got to say. If, if your child is, is doing yoga on TikTok, right, then you have to take a look at why your child is doing that and, and what reflection are you having on your child to do that. Because to me, most of these children are insecure as hell. They have no confidence in themselves. They don't know whether they're a boy. They don't know whether they're a girl. They don't know whether they're fat, skinny, pretty. They don't know what the hell to believe in themselves anymore. And, and where's the adults at? What are the adults telling them? Oh, it's okay. You'll grow out of it. Nah, you'll be all right. Kid, I ain't got time to talk about this stuff. I got to work. Got to work. Your mom's got to work. Figure it out. That's what we tell them. And then when they go shoot up schools or they want to get sex changes, or they want to do whatever it is that they want to do at these ages. Then we want to blame some kind of entity because it can't be the parent, can't be me. My kid would never go shoot up a school. Know what my kid would do. Because I'm not plugged into my kid, I'm plugged into work. This nation is a work first society. Work comes first. Everything is second. And the more that these people are sending our money over overseas and, and building this tax debt ceiling, right? Let's jack it up. Let's raise it up. Okay, well, more work. More work. Because they're expecting us to foot that bill. Who else is going to you know, foot that bill? They're expecting us to do that. Ban TikTok. Yeah, we want to ban TikTok. Of course, that's my luck. As soon as I get into the realm of starting to get paid off TikTok, the government's going to come in and ban it. I swear these people got some against me. I would take that personal. We told you, Thomas, if you take this to trial, you won't ever do nothing. And we meant it. These people are vicious like that, too, man. Let me see what I got going on in the chats. How's everybody doing this evening, man? I pray everybody's blessed, man. Same crowd in here. Good to see y'all. Please make sure that you guys visit www.cominghomecoalition.com. Again, I'm trying to give away free stuff. Support homeless doing it. And, and I can't even get y'all to do that. I got $50 gift cards. Two of them. Your choice. Sprouts. Publix and baseball, baseball tickets, MLB, Tampa Bay Rays. You don't have to go to the game. If you if you win and you're in California and you have nobody to give the ticket to, we can I'll live stream giving the, the ticket to some some kid that always wanted to go to a baseball game. I mean, you don't have to be here, man. There's plenty to do with it, but it's all to support Eddie Deloy and his travel back into success and to self-sufficiency. So please make sure that you guys go and do that. But other than that, man, that's that's um, it's pretty much. I have no idea what happened to my co-host. I'll probably hear tomorrow, man. I passed out. I sat down and went to sleep, and didn't wake up till twelve o'clock. But that's okay, man. Because listen, we're busy people, man. We're busy, busy people. We got a lot going on. There's a lot of people that depend on us. And and the burden behind that is is this this is unknown territory for us. You know, I think I can speak for Demetrius and that is 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 that we're not used to people depending on us in in a positive sense like that, you know? So it it's very overwhelming. 
Um, we take we we tend to bite off a lot more than we can chew, which is what I'm trying to establish now. I have a a, a meeting in the morning. The the Ministries of Hope, uh, Tampa Bay Ministries of Hope, I believe, is the name. Forgive me if I'm getting that wrong right now, but we um I have a meeting with them in the morning to possibly collaborate with with more stuff. Let me get their proper name because I do not want to miscall that out but um just collaborate you know people want to work with me i want to work with people people see my 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 genuineness my the generosity that i have uh for my time for people the patience that i have and more importantly one thing and one of the reasons why i got into this from the very beginning um, thank you to Miss Cynthia Goldberg and the FA Foundation who really sent me in that direction was my ability for people just to open up and be themselves with me and really get to the root of the issues that are going on with with themselves. And um and get to the root and, and hopefully get change. The Tampa Bay Academy of Hope. So the Tampa Bay Academy of Hope is is the correct name. Forgive me for that. Tampa Bay Academy of Hope is who I will have the meeting with in the morning time to 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 hopefully collaborate on this here and reach out and grow. And for me, it is um excuse me, it's about just as reaching as many people as I possibly can, getting as many people as I can. Um. Just just today, you know, today on TikTok, I was reached out. I made a video about reform. I ran across, matter of fact, it was the McGill guy that I, I, I spoke on earlier. I ran across his page. I stitched one of his TikToks about reform and the definition of strength. And an individual reached out. This is why I do it, because it's like fishing. You throw a line out there and, and see if somebody hits it. And this individual hit it. And he specifically said, man, I'm still in the fire. And not only am I still in the fire, but F it. You know, I'm at the point to where there is gonna, there's not going to be no change. And that crushes my heart because I know that that's not how that individual feels. He just has no hope. He's became hopeless. And then his next message is, is, is what told me why he feels hopeless is because his whole family is addicted. He can't get away from it. This is his family. They're addicted. Everybody's addicted around him. He just can't get away from it. So I, I dropped him some some notes. You know, I dropped him, you know, some some love. And I gave him, you know, of course, the, the email, the website, told him to, to connect with me. And I'll always be here for him. But at some time... At some point, you just have to cut ties with everybody and and save your own life. And then hopefully you can get to a point to where maybe you can go back and try to save their life. But this is your life, partner. This is your life. So with that, I love you guys. I pray that um everything is okay with Demetrius and, and he's safe and sound and he's just asleep on his couch. But I pray, I pray... You know, that, that we all just come together, man. We all come together. We unite. We stick by one another. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent, we still stick by one another as American citizens. And all I need to know is that you're an American citizen, and I'm going to listen to you have your back over everything. Right? We the people. That's what unity looks like. And then hopefully I can pull you to the side and say, listen, American, right? This is from my perspective to yours, but I feel like you were wrong in this instance. You know what I mean? And and try to grow from that. So until we can get to a point of that kind of understanding amongst our our, our communities, it's gonna be a tough road ahead of us, man. So just keep your head up, keep keep the faith, keep pushing forward, keep love strong, keep love in the forefront of your mind, positivity, think positive, move positive, stay motivated, stay focused on you. Stay strong within you. Don't worry about anybody else's perception of you. Love yourself. Stay strong. Move forward. Believe in yourself. 
and you will accomplish anything that you want to accomplish. Nothing will stand in your way. With that, I love you guys. This is Thomas Freeman, man. Thursday Night Get Right Show. Thomas Freeman, Demetrius Knuckleseal. You can always reach me just by Googling Thomas Freeman. www.cominghomecoalition.com. My website is thethomasfreemeshow.com. You can also visit that. Until the next time, next week, I love you guys. Stay safe. Many blessings and peace. We are out.